Oh, Jesus, we give you glory this morning, Jesus. Indeed, you are healer, 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 healer of our bodies, healer of our souls, healer of our mind. Thank you, Jesus. We give you all glory and praise this morning. We're here for you. We want you, Jesus. We want you. Lord, I pray that this service will be of feeding to everyone that's here this morning. I thank you for your presence. I thank you that everything I'm about to say is based on your word, Lord. Thank you, Father. Help us focus on you. Help us focus on your word. And let us receive of your mighty love. In the name of Jesus, amen. 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 Hallelujah. Well, um, an appropriate um, day to talk um, for my subject because we're talking about Jesus, our healer. And the, the word that the Lord has given me today um, is indeed about health. But I want to talk about emotional health. Um, I'd like to start reading a word first, um, a verse from John 16, uh, 33. John 16, 33. <clears throat> I have told you all this so that you might have peace in me. Here on earth you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. This scripture um, is showing us a Jesus, a very honest Jesus. He was always very honest with the disciples. You know, he never hid anything from them. He never pretended that everything was going to be perfect as soon as you became a Christian. And I like the fact that he says, you'll have many trials and sorrows, but take heart, for I have overcome the world. And that's indeed what came to my mind, what came in prayer about what should I talk about today. And that's why emotional health came to me. Because it's something we don't really talk about. Emotionally healthy Christians is not something that really we think about that much. We think about physical health, we think about mental health. But emotional health is, I believe, is even more important because of the source of the, where the emotions come from, which is your heart, your soul, and your spirit. Those three areas are the most precious for the Father. He's very concerned about these areas. He protects these areas for you. They are the most precious areas in the human being because that's where we are the most vulnerable at. That's where we can be um, easier attacked. That's where we can easy, easily fall down. So he really um, protects these areas for us. And the thing is that if we don't look after this type of health, the emotional health, it will affect the other type of health, your mind, your mental health, your physical health. And to be honest with you, this work came because of the testimonies that we heard over the Christian, uh, so over the, the October convention. Um, I arrived a little bit late that first night, and what I realized is that everyone was talking about difficult circumstances in their lives, but what those circumstances had caused in them, anxiety, stress, waking up at night, feeling uncertain, feeling um, like they didn't have peace in them. And I thought, I think this is a reminder for us 
that the Lord cares about this area of our life, that we have, we have a way out. You see, sometimes people think that Christians have it all together. No, we don't, because we're humans as well. The difference we have is that we have Jesus. He is what makes the difference. So it was really encouraging that as everyone was sharing and opening their hearts about their emotions and the struggles and the things they, they're challenged with every day, they were able to, to pretty much say what Jesus was saying here. They take heart. They take heart in the word. They take confidence in the word because we know that Jesus has overcome. So I want to go into um, what is actually emotional health. And this is not a psychology class. I'm not trying to change the, the setting of the gospel. This is all about Jesus. Jesus is concerned about every area of our lives. So uh, bear with me. Um, so emotional health has to do with your well-being. It has to do with your emotions. So emotions, we have positive emotions. We have negative emotions. So positive emotions, what can you think of? Joy, happiness, um, peace, or feelings, love, emotions and feelings, negative or positive. Usually the problem for us is the negative emotions and the negative feelings. So I'll give you a couple of examples of negative emotions and feelings. We have sadness, we have anger, jealousy, rejection, abandonment, anxiety, there's a countless list of the kind of things that we can experience. Um, and these kind of things, unfortunately, they, these negative areas, if they're not handled well, they will trigger all the things in our life, physically and spiritually. But I'm going to touch on the spiritual part, because this is what we really need to focus. It's all about the inner. The healing comes from your inside and represents in the outside. That's how God works. God always works from your inner, from your soul. So the problem here is not having these emotions and these feelings. The problem is how well we manage these feelings. What is our ability to manage these feelings? How we respond, especially with the negative ones. How do we act as Christians when we experience anger, when we experience, when we have feelings of rejection, feelings of abandonment? Well, the answer is Jesus. The answer is him, him alone. So why is this important as a Christian? Because of the source of the emotions, which is your soul. All the emotions come from your soul. That's where they're from. And in fact, as I was saying earlier, I'll focus on the soul. Um, it's so precious. It's so precious, but not just for you, but actually to the Father. Do you know what? It's so precious that Jesus paid a big price to have your soul. That's how precious it is. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So he paid a big price. He came to rescue our souls because our souls are the living part of us. The body is nothing without the soul. An object has no life because it has no soul. It's just a physical thing. It's just that it's matter. But what really gives us life is our soul. In fact, if we go to Genesis 2, 7, Genesis 2.7, then the Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground. He breathed the, bre he breathed the breath of life into the man's nostrils, and the man became a living person. 
I'll read that again. The Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground. He, br he breathed the breath of life into the man's nostrils, and the man became a living person. So you see, the moment where God forms the shape of the man, he doesn't mean he was alive. He only became alive as God breathed on him. That's what gave him his essence. That's what gave him his inner. In fact, the word soul comes from the Greek word, psyche, which means to breathe. The word says in many, many parts, every living, every breathing creature, praise God. That's how we know that we are made by him. Because if we breathe, we are his creation. He's the, he's the one that gave us life. And because God is so amazing and so wise, he thought of the soul as the eternal thing, the eternal part of us, the part that is going to go with him to eternity. This is how precious our soul is. This is why the emotions that come from the soul, we have to, we have to handle those emotions because our souls are vulnerable, because it's a big prize, because it's a big, it's a big thing. It's a big thing. So that's why I feel compelled to speak about this this morning. Because you know that it's not just God that is after your soul. It's not that um, Jesus came to save our soul, but to save it from who? And I'm not here to focus on the enemy, but, but the Apostle Paul always said, let us not be ignorant of the devices and the strategies and the schemes of evil. He, the enemy can't do anything with your body. He doesn't need your body. He doesn't need your, your legs or your eyes or your hands. What the enemy wants is your soul because soul is eternal. So if the soul goes to heaven, he's got nothing to do anymore. But if the soul is not saved, he's going right there where he knows he's gone, where he knows that there's no way back to hell. That's, that's, how, that's how clear I want to put it. So the schemes of the enemy are to use any means to make you lose yourself, to make, to make you give up and say, I don't care about you, God. I have no interest in a relationship with you. That's what he does. And I'm not saying that the enemy puts the negative emotions in you. He doesn't, but he will use those. He can use those to make you lose yourself. So how does he use that? With the reactions that you have uh, towards your, emo your emotions. What kind of reactions I'm talking about? So for example, anger. If you feel anger, what is the common way for us to respond when we're angry? We'll probably shout, we'll probably curse, we'll probably break things, we'll probably insult people, we'll probably be rude towards others. All the things that we're not supposed to be doing. That's, that's how our emotions can control us. Or if you're feeling sadness, then we tend to cry, and we tend to dwell in that, and we tend to be stuck in that. If it was something in the past, you're still thinking about it, you're still living in that past, you, you haven't been able to move from there. And what, does that, what that does is that it will create something like depression, uh, it will cause you a demotivation to get up, it will make you feel unworthy, it will expand in so many ways that we don't have to expand that way. 
The problem is not having emotions because we have been made as God's image, to God's image. And the father has emotions. I mean, the father has love. That is the greatest feeling anybody can ever experience. Love. The father is love himself. Jesus' sorrow. We, saw, we see so many parts where Jesus cried, where Jesus hurt. There was physical pain. There was emotional pain for his friends. When, when Peter um, turned against him, he, 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 he had emotions. So emotions are not wrong. The problem is how we respond to our emotions and what we do, especially as Christians. So the, for me, it's not telling one anyone and not telling anyone off here. It's even for me, this has been like a self-help self, um, uh, activity to, with the Lord, you know. This is, this is what we do all the time. We just learn because remember that life is a race. And we have to overcome every obstacle that want, us, that want to take us away from our final goal, which is that our souls will go to heaven with the Father, that they will reunite there for eternity. So that's not the problem, the emotions. So don't worry, if you feel, if you feel sad, it's okay to cry. In fact, when I'm angry, I can't even do anything, I just cry. That's my response. Because I just feel so um, overwhelmed that crying is the best way for me to deal with it. So it's okay to have emotions. But again, with emotions, if we don't deal with them through Jesus, they will take roots as well. They will take roots. One of the things I, I learned recently reading the Word was when Jesus was walking with the disciples and there was this uh, young man that had a demon. And I'm not saying emotions are demons at all, but this is just an example. Um, he's walking with the, with the disciples and they see this young man that has a demon. And they've been trying, the disciples have, have been trying to cast out the demon. And then when Jesus comes, but Lord, why is, why is the demon still there? Why, why we haven't been able to cast out this demon? And Jesus asks, how long has the, the, the child, how long has this young man been like this? Why did Jesus ask that? Because there was a root. There was a root. There was something that became a root. And the problem with roots is that they're very difficult to remove. And that's why he responds, there are demons or things that can only go with prayer and fasting. So with emotions, we have to be careful that they don't get roots. Because if they get roots, they will control our lives, they will control our relationships, they will manipulate our relationship with God. If we just live by emotions, then I'm sorry, but Jesus said you're gonna have trials and sorrow. So it means you're gonna be sad every day, and because you're sad, you're not gonna turn to God, you're not gonna worship Him, you're not gonna love Him. So we can't live by the emotions. We have a savior, we have a healer. Just a few things on um, similar routes for, for um, things like sadness, for example. Pain, emotional pain. Why is this pain? Is there, is there something that we let grow there? Is there someone I hurt and I haven't said I'm sorry? Is there someone I have to forgive? These are the roots. These are the things that we need to, with the help of the Holy Spirit, scan on our souls. Because if we don't, 
We're going to despair. We're going to be controlled and ruled by these things. And when you despair, you're not thinking straight. You're not acting straight. You get to the point where the world is such a bad place and your life is such a misery that you don't want to live. And then what happens? You lose the purpose of why God created you. But the Lord is so good, the Father is so good, and He understands us so well that He doesn't want us to fall into that trap. To be honest, I wouldn't be speaking here with so much conviction if I hadn't experienced this in my life. I would not be doing my job properly, as the sister was saying here, if I didn't speak about my own experience. This is why I know, and I know this is why the Lord has asked me to speak about this today. Because it doesn't matter what age you are, what race, what language you speak, we all have been created the same. We all have a soul, a spirit, and a heart. And we really need to protect that. Sometimes we focus too much, too much on our bodies, whether something hurts, yes, I know what physical pain is as well. I know what illness is as well. But we focus so much on trying to get rid of the illness. And we're not really dealing with the root of the problem. So I just want to share my personal experience. Um, I was always a very quiet girl. When I went to school, um, I struggled to speak to people. I struggled to relate with other children. I was a very, very lonely child. So I never had friends at school. I was very vulnerable. They would take advantage of me. Basically, I experienced a lot of bullying. And I grew up like that many, many years, especially in my childhood. Things that were very, very painful to me, that left roots in me. They left roots. The thing is that I was, I was very, very loved by my family. I had love everywhere. But because these things were bigger in my life back then, I couldn't, I couldn't really see the truth. You know, it's like I was blind. And then as these things take, took root, um, these feelings of rejection, these feelings of I'm not loved, people don't like me, I'm not accepted, these things control me. And then I thought one day when I was 16, I had anger inside me, you know? I had frustration towards people. I thought, why people don't like me? Why people don't want to be around me? And I said, you know what? I'm going to take revenge of this. And I'm going to rebel, rebel, and I'm going to start dressing different, and I'm going to make new friends, and I'm going to be the Julie I want to be. And then everybody is going to like me. This is what I went through. You are 16. You have no clue what you're doing. But my emotions were controlling me. My emotions took root. And I thought that the best way to get back at everyone was to rebel. What I didn't know is that I was actually rebelling against God. I rebelled against God. So it was three years of my life where I saw the world. Let me tell you, I saw a lot of darkness. I've been in horrible places. I've seen the works of evil. I've seen a lot of stuff. I've seen how the enemy wants to take the young people's life. I see how they want to attack the children's minds. I saw that. But I had a loving family. I mentioned that. I had a loving family that prayed for me. And the Lord had already called them to be children of the Most High God. And they were praying for me. Because even I was out of their control, 
if my mom told me off, I felt braver and stronger to be rude to her, to disrespect her. And I thought, wow, look at me. And I made new friends and people liked me for that. It was all just a big lie because of those emotions. But then my family was praying, my mom was praying, my mom knew that there was something, there was someone that was greater than her own voice, that her own telling me of. His name is Jesus. And she prayed and she prayed. Hallelujah. And I give him glory. And this is a personal, personal thing for me, but I love it. I love it because it's so real. This is why I am the way I am now. This is why I love the Lord so much. Because just one day, just suddenly, he came into my life. I started seeing the darkness. I, start, I started seeing the things that were happening. I started seeing those roots. And I prayed with everything I had. And I repented and I confessed everything I had done. And I spoke to my pastor at the time and I said, Pastor, do you really think God can forgive me? Do you really think God can forgive me? I just want a new life. I just want a new opportunity. And he said, yes, because God is a God of love. His love makes us whole. It was less than one minute. It was less than a thousand words there. But that's what really touched my soul and my spirit. That's what really, really gave me that encounter with my Jesus. And I said, okay, I, I need to experience this. And I prayed and I prayed. Psalm 51, I always tell the same story, but it's like it's been yesterday. I'll never forget that moment. You never forget your first love, your first encounter with the Lord, especially when you've been in the dark. You know what happened to the Apostle Paul? He, he, was, he was bad. He was against Christians. He did awful things in the eyes of God. Then three days, he lost his sight. Once he sees the glory of the Lord, there's no way back for him. This man becomes obsessed with the gospel. He goes from town to town to, to share the gospel, to share about Jesus. And I believe this is what Jesus does. He takes what the enemy wants to use to destroy us. He will take it to restore us. And I've been restored and redeemed by Jesus, the healing blood of Jesus. And obviously the rest is history. 12 years now, loving the Lord, passionate, living for him. Who is with me? Who can give that praise to the Lord? Who can say Jesus? Jesus did the same for me. Yes, different story, different circumstances. Yeah, different, but you're all here because the Father loves you. Oh, amen. Thank you, Jesus. Um, okay, so what does this mean now? Going back to my emotions topic. Losing myself a little bit in the Lord. Um, so what does this mean? This means that Jesus is the answer. Yes, even though we have received the Lord and we now have a restored relationship with him and the Father, we still need to be wary. We still need to look after ourselves. We need to keep a strong relationship with him. We need to spend time with him. We need to focus on our soul. Um, but the thing here is that I still experience emotions. Like I was saying, when I'm angry, I cry. Uh, when I'm sad, I cry. When I'm happy, I cry. <laughs> I cry a lot. I'm a crying little baby. But it's okay to cry, you know. Uh, what you don't want is the bad feelings and the bad 
um, emotions to control you. But how do you do that? You give them to Jesus. You go and talk to Jesus first. Because he's the owner of your soul. He's the owner of the source of your emotions. So you go to Jesus. You go and tell him how you feel. You go and express yourself as you feel. This is what I do. When I'm angry, when I'm frustrated, Lord, I don't like this feeling, I just give it to him. I just give it to him. And those were the testimonies here. People just gave their emotions to the Lord. The Lord was speaking to them through the word. And that's what I'm going to go on to next. What you need to remember first when you're experiencing negative emotions is that the Father loves you. The Father loves you. Whatever is causing, causing your emotions, the love of God covers everything. Everything. I love the love of God. It's such an amazing experience to, to know the love of God. I think I've probably seen a little of what it is. But I just love feeling loved by my Father. You have been adopted. You have a father, if maybe you, you didn't grow up with your parents, uh, or if, like me, you experienced experience rejection when you were kids, or whenever, any time in your lives, know that the father loves you. That is your strength, the father's love. Okay? Um, I actually wanted to quote um, John 3.16. So God loved the world that he gave Jesus so that we could have eternal life. You see how everything connects. Hallelujah. Um, the second thing is we need to be reading the word because the word is the voice of God. So who else to tell us but the one who knows everything and controls everything and to who, whom all things are subject to, who else to go to? Yes, you can have friends and you can share things with your friends and your family, but always go to him first and use the word, for the word of God shall never, ever come back void. Never, ever. Whatever he says, he means it. So go to the word, because the word is full of healthy reminders for a good emotional health, for a, for a good well-being. Healthy reminders. The word is food for the soul, as the, as, as the fruits and the seeds are, fruit, are food for our bodies, the word is the food for our soul. So let's keep the soul strong by eating the word of God. We need to be doing this every day. Even if we don't have time, memorize some verses. Make a, a, a commitment to yourself and to protect yourself from the devices and the strategies of the enemy. And even if it's not the enemy, from you destroying your family, from you losing your job because you lost your temper and you couldn't control yourself and you caused a big chaos. This is what I mean. This is not just for, for the new Christians or for the non-Christians. This is for everybody because we all go through these things. And we need to know that if we, if we feed ourselves with the right food, we'll be strong and we'll be able to cope. We'll be able to, to continue the race. Focus on the goal. Um, so I actually want to share a couple of um, verses. Because as I said, if we don't have time, maybe in the morning, or let's memorize. Let's make a commitment to memorize some verses. So um, if we start um, with Isaiah 41.10. So Isaiah 41.10. So this is for times when we experience fear, 
when we think that fear is going to control us, when we think that something bad is going to happen. This is what the voice of God says. Don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. This is what the Lord says to us. Do not be afraid, for I am. I am is in the present. I am, the great I am, the one that is eternal, is always with you. Do not be afraid. That's the first one. Um, now let's go to Jeremiah 21.11. Okay, this one is for times when we feel uncertainty, when we're not sure of uh, where our lives are going. Um, so, Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. You see, a lot of the, th a lot of the times, um, our emotions can be triggered by our thoughts. So if we're always thinking of the worst, if we're always predicting the future, we can move from our own thinking and go back to the voice of God and start renewing our minds and start having the mind of Christ in us and learn these things in our heart. That the Lord has good plans for us. Good plans and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. We can rest assured. Amen. Um, let's go to Galatians 6, 9. 6.9. Okay. Um, so let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Therefore, whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good for everyone, to everyone, especially to those in the family of faith. Sometimes, I don't know if you feel like you are trying to help someone and you're doing, going the extra mile for someone and you feel underestimated, underappreciated. Sometimes people don't even say thank you and you just feel like, oh, I let him go. I, there was this car there and I let him go and he can't even say thank you back. And then you just create like a bit of anger because of that. But the word says, keep doing good. The Lord takes account of all these things. Don't wait for, for men to, to say thanks to you because the Lord sees everything, so keep doing good. Don't feel frustrated about that. People don't thank you, just feel good that you've done something good for them, that you just share the love of Jesus in some way. Amen? Um, okay, now let's go to uh, Psalm 34, 18. Psalm 34, 18. Um, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. Let's carry on to 19. The righteous person faces many troubles, but the Lord comes to the rescue each time. 20. For the Lord protects the bones of the righteous. Not one of them is broken. You see, 
The Lord will come to your rescue every time. The righteous person is written here. The righteous person faces many, many troubles. We will have trials and sorrow. We will. But, this is the difference here, but the Lord comes to the rescue. And if you feel sad, brokenhearted, or crushed, know that the Lord is near you. That there's no tear that he hasn't seen. He doesn't ignore your pain. He doesn't. Because he loves us. And he wants us to be well in him. Um, one more. <laughs> uh, Philippians 4, 6. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Let's carry on to seven. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. I have to say this one has become a rock for me. Because I think stress is, is, the, is the biggest problem for people in this century. This is, this is a real pain for everyone, stress. But we don't have to be stressed. Yeah, we can't feel. We can't, we, doesn't mean we're, gonna have, we're not going to have problems, we're not going to feel anything. But before that turns into something else, let's remember that we are not to worry about anything. You see, everything that it says here, it's a command. The Lord always speaks in commands. Do this, do that, say this, don't say that. He's saying, do not worry. Sometimes I feel really bad because I think I disobey the Father when I worry. But he's not, he's not really um, accusing us or anything. He's just saying, do not worry. Do not worry. Pray about everything. Just pray. Sadness, anger, whatever it is, just pray. Pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Because sometimes we just make a big deal out of nothing. Sometimes we see things in a bigger perspective. But when you go to prayer, God tells you that's nothing. That's nothing because there's, there's nothing that's impossible for me because there's nothing that's too difficult for me. Your perspective just changes completely. So we must always, always go in prayer. And the amazing thing is that you will experience God's peace. Have, has anybody been there where you've had a big, big pain on your back and, you know, and then you've gone and prayed and the peace of God is so amazing? You can't understand what's going on. This is the word alive in you. This is the word manifested in you. And everyone thinks, but why are you so happy? Shouldn't you be sad about that? Shouldn't you look um, stressed? Or... And then you are, no, because God gives me peace, and the peace of God transcends any understanding. I don't even need to question the peace. I just know that his peace is in me. He said in, in, in John, the first part we read, uh, the first verse, John 16, 13, I give you my peace. We have God's peace. 
So we need to use the word. You see how we can start feeding ourselves through the word of God, feeding our souls, protecting our souls. No roots. We don't want these roots. The only place where we really want to be planted is in the kingdom of heaven. That's where we belong. The world is temporary. That's another thing. The world is temporary. All things will pass. My childhood passed. My 20s passed. I move forward to what's coming ahead. Let's not stay stuck in the past. Let's not dwell on what we didn't do and how, or how we did it. There's no point in that. Let's move towards the future because all the things we see here today, they're temporary. They're temporary, but the things of the kingdom of heaven are eternal. Therefore, why you need to protect your souls. I think we need to do another one of these for the heart as well because that's, that's, that they go together. And the spirit. But they go together. You see, these three, these three are, are the most important parts of the human being. If there's not breathing in a human's body, there's no life. That's why God breathed into man. And that's what gave him life. And if we breathe his word, if we breathe him, who is here, we're going to breathe life in every situation. And we're going to receive restoration. Sometimes it takes time. Be patient. Be patient. Just rest in the Lord. Be patient because there's reasons why it takes time. Restoration takes time. It's not, it's not like that. That's why the, the, the example I mentioned earlier, prayer and fasting. That's at your rawest version. When you fast, you are at your rawest version. No flesh, nothing. It's you, your spirit, surrender to the Father. So let's be patient and let's trust God. And the last one, um, let's ask the Holy Spirit to show us. If you have surrendered your soul to the Father and you have surrendered your emotions, let's ask the Holy Spirit where the problem is. I'm, Julie, I'm reading the Word, I'm doing all these things, but I still feel this within me. Then ask the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, I promise you, He will show you where the source for that situation, for that emotion is, the root the root, and then you can pray about it. You can fast. You can, this is a very personal thing. The Lord deals in different ways with everybody. With me, it was a time of two weeks where all I did was to cry out to him, asking for forgiveness. I said, Lord, you know everything. I've got nothing to hide. I've got nothing, nothing to pretend here that I've, I've, I've been good. You know everything. So the process will be different. Ask the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit will reveal you the truth. And the truth shall set you free. And who is free in him? (laughs) Amen. Indeed, we're free. Indeed. And if there's something that is causing you, the Holy Spirit reveals you what the problem is, what the situation is, you've done everything you can. Give it to the Father. He's got nothing else to do with you. Take it to the another level. Take it to the master. Give it to him. And he will honor your trusting him. He will honor those who honor him. He will honor those who depend on him. He will honor those who seek him in spirit and in truth. Give it to him because God is a gentleman. And the promises he makes, he keeps them. I love that word in Isaiah. I can't remember the verse, but it says that as the rain and the snow 
fall into the ground and bring seed to the soil, that is how the word of God works. It never comes back to him void. Bring the word of God into your life. Declare it. Declare it. It will never come back void. We can trust him. We can be healthy physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. He wants us whole. That's why he gave us Jesus. Take heart, for he has overcome the world. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Can we do that song? Uh, Lord, I give you my heart, and I give you my soul. If you haven't given your heart and soul to the Father, or you think you, you've been trying to be your own God, this is a time. You see, this is a time. This is an opportunity to stop dealing with, your, with the problems by yourself, with your emotions. Ask the Lord, I need help with my anger. I keep, I keep losing myself. I need help. Just cry out to him. He's here. He's here. He's the soul rescuer. Amen. Amen. Yes, yes, hallelujah. Yes, thank you, Lord. We thank you for your word, Holy Spirit. Thank you for your moving so clearly in this place, Lord. We just feel your presence. We just feel the breath of life falling into these people this morning. Thank you for your restoring hearts, your restoring souls, because something has to stir up in people's souls today. Thank you, Lord, for giving me this word, Lord. Thank you for sending me to share about your goodness and your love. Thank you, Father, for you gave us Jesus for healing, physical healing, mental healing, emotionally healing, spiritual healing. Thank you. Thank you, Father, that everything is in Jesus, that we don't have to go nowhere else, but everything is in him. He's the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, and we focus on protecting the most precious part of us, which is our souls, where you dwell, where you live. Lord, I pray for anyone here that was feeling depressed, stressed, angry, that's been struggling with all these negative emotions and feelings. Lord, I pray pray that the Holy Spirit will reveal them the source of that problem, the source of that situation, and they might be able to be free of those feelings, to be free to live the life that Jesus came to give us. In the name of Jesus, amen, amen. Hallelujah. Amen. All right, we ready?